0: When we started our deconstruction journey, Chelsea and I both expanded our knowledge and our worldview by reading books and following social media accounts of people like Dante Stewart, people like Nadia Boltz-Weber, Sarah Bessie, and Rachel Held-Evans.
1: And even though Rachel Held-Evans has passed, she started a conference in Minneapolis called the Evolving Faith Conference. It's a conference that Brandon and I would love to attend. It would be a dream to be there. This conference is in October, and Brandon and I did the budget, and it looks like it'll be about $1,100 for us to go.
0: And although um, we've left some big churches, uh, we've also left some, some of that big church funding. Yeah. <laughs> and, but that doesn't make us want to not learn anymore, right. just because we don't have that funding. We've started this podcast, and we, we do it on our own, and we do it for you guys. We have some sponsors, but we really need your help with this.
1: Yeah. And so we've done the math and we figured that if every one of our listeners just gives $8, then we could go to this conference for ourselves and for you. Mm -hmm. And I really believe that we could do it if we do it all together. So you'll find information in the link of our bio and this video for the next couple of episodes in our podcast so that you know how you can help us get to the Evolving Faith Conference.
0: Thank you in advance for the way that you help us.
1: We love you dropouts. Drop
0: What's up? We're recording.
1: Oh, episode seventeen. It feels pretty weird.
0: It is in the
1: best way. In the best way.
0: We did not sing Taylor Swift on episode sixteen. Oh, you're not supposed to. Fifteen. I don't know. She has like four songs with numbers in it.
1: Yeah, she does. Cause when you're seventeen, Ding. we can just change it up. I yeah, mean, that's fine. Yeah, I feel right. I feel right about okay, that. Okay, great. I think it should be seventeen anyway. Fifteen, such a like of all ages, you could have sang about Taylor. Like never, no, a hard pass on the fifteen.
0: Catch us on episode twenty-two though.
1: That's right, because we're feeling it. You know what I'm saying? That's <laughs> true. So, um, intro question today before we get into anything else. Yep. What is your favorite family tradition?
0: Yeah, uh, family traditions are funny. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Perfect. Okay. <laughs> when awesome, I
0: feel like. You will relate to this. We haven't ever talked about this, but when your family's kind of like broken up, broken up, or like you've been, your parents have been divorced since seven. (laughs) My, you were seven. I also was seven. I was like
1: two when they, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: So I, I feel like traditions flow in and out. Yeah. So you might have done Thanksgiving at someone's house for like three years, but it stopped after that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, or you might have did did Easter at someone's house, but okay. you stopped doing that. My favorite family tradition mm, on Christmas Eve, my dad would have us, and my mom would have us on Christmas,
1: yeah, like always,
0: always, okay, and on Christmas Eve, uh we would the night before watch a movie with my dad mm-hmm. uh and the, the next morning, we would open up our gifts, and then my dad would make breakfast.
1: Oh, that's awesome.
0: And so now that breakfast on Christmas Eve, like, and then we would hang out or whatever, and then we'd yeah. get ready for a Christmas Eve service at church.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and then after the service, my dad would drive us out to our, our mom's house.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: Um. So Christmas Eve with my dad, with, with that breakfast, ha- holds a special place in my heart now that he's passed. Yeah,
1: so. I love that. Um, but it did
0: back then too, but it's probably the most consistent holiday tradition for sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's really funny because I was going to say Christmas Eve too. And I wonder how many of you listening, like your family tradition, your favorite one is like a Thanksgiving or Christmas Eve type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I feel like that's so, so like such a common, it doesn't change, right? Like those, those traditions are are so consistent, but um, we spent Christmas Eve in this house actually that I live in now uh, my entire life. Uh, my grandma and grandpa lived here and they hosted Christmas Eve. Hmm. And um, I mean, my grandma hosted almost everything anyway, Easter, Thanksgiving. <laughs> but so any holiday where I got to, you know, eat my grandma's food and, and hang out with my my grandparents. But uh, Christmas Eve was just so special because I just love Christmas. I lo- I'm i a huge freak about Christmas, yeah, yeah, snow. So that just the magic of that whole thing.
0: Tell the people how many Christmas trees you had in your house the, uh, <laughs> last year. Last year was a record year.
1: It was a record year last year, um, but now I have to count again because I'm like one, two,
0: double digits.
1: Yeah, no, Not five. Yet. six. I think we had eight. Okay. total. I think eight, and drinks. I think that's including the one on the front porch so that maybe doesn't count. Um, but it was a Christmas tree with lights on, so, mm. so that that might so seven. maybe. tell us, us in the
0: comments, does it count?
1: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you guys, I'm afraid, and I don't live in a mansion either, by the way.
0: What was uh, <laughs> what was a meal that your Grammy cooked that you loved?
1: Oh, gosh. In her later years, like in the last like five years, um, she's been gone for a year. But she used to she started this new like mac and cheese crockpot recipe. Oh. oh, my God, it was so good. But before that. Um, I loved like she always did really good like sides. She always did really good on the side dishes. Like my grandpa would cut the turkey or whatever, Oh, but yeah. she would do all the like broccoli and cheese casserole, the green bean casserole, like all those things. Were Why so good.
0: is it that the men can always do the meats? We
1: have the meats. I'll
0: handle the grill somehow.
1: Yeah, I'm like I'd like to. There, there. I wish we could go back like five years and meet be like, "Cooking is cut. a
0: women's thing," right. but somehow right. Right. if it's meats, it's masculine right. approved.
1: I want to go back to like. When I was like 12 and be like, I'll go to Turkey, like, and just see what my grandpa would do. You know what I mean? But I was always just like, I'll set the table, you know, like, I don't know.
0: <laughs> oh, helping set the table as a kid. Anyways. anyways.
1: So you said to your family, the joke, I mean, all jokes aside, we talked about like already that the broken dynamics yeah. of like your traditions being kind of broken because right. of our broken families. Right. I guess broken is not. Always fair, but I'll claim it for sure for my family. Yeah, I claim it. Uh, (laughs) And, uh, but what's the dynamic? We won't hold
0: up our wallets, but hold up your hand (laughs) if your family's broken.
1: Hello, darkness, my old friend. Hey, (laughs) when we talk about family dynamics, I guess for me, um, I'll try to be really brief. My mom and my dad are both with different people. My mom, when I was young, they both remarried when I was young. My stepdad is a huge part of my life. My stepmom was a huge part of my life. Don't really have a relationship with my dad and my stepmom now, um, except like Facebook. We don't we don't really talk that much, which is really hard for me, actually. And my dad and my stepmom, um, it's really my dad. Like, I have no relationship with my dad, um, which is very painful. Uh, I have tried to reach out to my dad. I actually asked if we could have dinner um, back like a year ago. He ghosted me, never responded. Unfortunately for him and technology, I think his red receipts were on. So I do know that he got it and read it and then never responded to me. Yeah. So um, that was pretty unfortunate. Hard to I was, see. Yeah, hard to see. Yeah, because um, I really I, I'm just 32 years old, still wishing my daddy would love me. Right. Mm. Which is just that shit just sucks, you know. So but but the blessing of both of those marriages um, is that my stepmom and my stepdad are incredible people. Um, and and I and I love them a lot, despite the brokenness of my dad. Um, and they've had kids. So my stepdad and my mom have my brother, Caleb, you know, he's going through his shit era right now. He's in college, testing waters, you know, experiencing a new life. Um, But I love him very much. We're very close. And then my dad and my stepmom have two kids, Logan and Dylan. And I love them a whole ton. And we were very close when I was growing up, but they're just in their busy era, right? Like my my sister is is in was in college. I don't know if she's still going to school, but she was doing classes, moved in with her boyfriend, um, who's great. They they have a great relationship. They've been together for a few years now. And then my brother um works out of town all the time. So we text and have phone calls every now and then, but we're just not as close as we were. But it's just that season, right? Yeah. So three siblings, um, dad and mom are both remarried, and that's kind of my family dynamic. Yeah what about you
0: uh i have two parents uh or <laughs> and then one one is uh married yeah um sorry my parents separated when i was seven <laughs> yeah sorry it's no, always weird when your family's got the blend like this Yeah, I know. Like where, where you do start. you start exactly <laughs> so my parents divorced when i was seven mm-hmm. um before maybe i was six but before they divorced it was us four kids it was ashley cody then me and shelby Cody and Shelby or Cody and Ashley are my half siblings. Mm. And uh, Shelby is my full sibling, but we never viewed it like that. We're just four four siblings. I've had this necklace for I don't know. Probably eight years now. Oh, I love that. And the little discs have an A and a C and an S on them for Ashley, Cody, and Shelby. And I got it because I was becoming district licensed. And I wanted a little bit of a little bit of bling. $30 bling. I love that. And you wear it all
1: time. I I wear wear it all the time. It's my favorite
0: necklace. And uh, anyways, um, they're very important to me. Um, My dad died about uh, two and a half years ago. Um, He was dating somebody that's very important to me. Um, yeah, I think she was incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name's Lisa
1: still actively have a relationship with her now. Totally. Like, still, yeah. You know,
0: yep. Still, still takes Jack and I out actually to, just, out to breakfast.
1: She actually just messaged Brandon and I not that long ago. She listens to the podcast. Yeah. We love, we love you. Lisa.
0: And, uh, my mom and I have an off and on good, good or complicated relationship. Uh, she is married to my stepdad, Jimmy. She's been married for probably, probably 14 years of the 20 years that Jimmy has been in my life. Mm-hmm um ashley lives um lives in an area yeah (laughs) i feel like you shouldn't divulge that yeah um she lives in an area and far from from me i live in grand rapids now and uh her and her husband joel uh have three kids Mm -hmm. um our nieces and nephews and cody lives in denver and travels a little bit um I don't know what to call that era, but you'll find something. Yeah, we're
1: never really sure what where, where Cody's. We're just where, Cody's a vibe. We're just like, yo, Cody, he's in an era. What are do you is doing? in an era, like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, love you. someday Cody. <laughs> I might
0: live a Cody era. Do you yeah. know what I mean?
1: God, I hope we all. I hope we all. <laughs> Cody, we love you. We take us with you. And okay?
0: Shelby and our brother-in-law uh, Andrew, God, uh, I love them. they, them. we love them, and they are in their uh, workhorse era. They're trying yeah, to God, trying yeah. to clean up a house. Jackie and I are trying to get them to Grand Rapids. I think they're they're gonna come on their own. Yeah. That'll bring me. They to Grand don't need Rapids, no. Co- so, oh. <laughs> like,
1: like, I'll want to come a lot more if, if we. Got Shelby this.
0: and Andrew, work it.
1: <laughs> if we have all of them, you know what I mean. I can hit four. I can, can hit all the family in one trip. <laughs> one
0: of those like, cul-de-sacs.
1: Oh my god! And we can yes. have like,
0: the...
1: we're moving to Grand Rapids.
0: <laughs> Three of the ho- four houses are occupied, uh, but if you are a dropout and would like to live by awesome.
1: us. <laughs> We will buy the whole thing in this
0: imagination. You can come join it.
1: <laughs> Meetups would be so easy. I, totally. So um we have a quick break in this family. Um have you guys ever heard the song Family Portrait by Pink? It's such a classic. But anyway, we'll have to we'll have to link that in the comments. You guys gotta. It is all about broken family. You guys gotta hit that. Ooh. Hit that on Spotify. But anyways, um, besides that song, we're gonna play a little little ditty that we love, keyboard warriors. Okay, so this keyboard warrior came to us on the YouTube. That's nice. Nice little change of Yes. Mm-hmm. And our keyboard warriors typically came from Facebook. So this is a really good change up for us, I think. Um, And it's my favorite. Yeah, good. Um, <laughs>
0: Perfect. We posted a YouTube reel. It was on TikTok, but it was like, we were wearing the t-shirts from Change. and Yeah, women uh, don't owe you shit. Right. And there was one where Chelsea's like, I'm going to go ahead and apologize in advance. And I'm like, nah, whatever. And then just
1: a cute little, little, little thing.
0: This person, I felt the context wasn't, was needed, but this person says, I refuse to believe these people are adults.
1: (laughs) And that's one of my favorite keyboard warriors, because I don't know if I believe it. Adulthood has been shocking. Honestly,
0: if you're an adult, X, S, 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 -S 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 H, 4, D, W. Done. Then I don't want to be in one.
1: <laughs> that's true. Yeah, we're not in the same camp, man. I'm I'm a teenager. I'll take it. I know. <laughs> but yeah, that's funny. And I don't know that we've really claimed adulthood, honestly. I don't think we've ever done a podcast where we said we're adults. Yeah. Listen to listen to what we're saying. You know what I mean? We we are kind of. Kind
0: uh, of... Our podcast has a, a bank account, so oh, so take that. Take, take that.
1: Bank, Mother, I my bills, right. my bills making paying. our dads proud. So that's <laughs> the dead one and the bad one. No. So, so if you don't have humor, you have nothing, you know what I'm saying?
0: That's true. So I very I, important motto to yes. start this episode off with.
1: Absolutely. Oh my God. That's so great. So I, I know that we have, um, I, we have a very broad audience when it comes to who listens to this podcast. Yeah. And I think we try really hard. Like we have friends who are pastors that listen to this podcast. Yep. We have friends who are, um, atheists that listen to this podcast, uh, agnostic mm-hmm. Christians. Um, we have a lot of different people. So I want to just say this, it, I'm just going to, s- to quickly reference something that is important to me, um, before we have this conversation and it's Psalm 103:8, and it's short, I promise. But, um, there's, there's two little chunks to that Psalm. And I just want to read this, this part of the verse and it says, the Lord is compassionate and gracious. And I just want to say that those two things, Every time Brandon and I come in this space and we talk about things that kind of suck. Um like we literally I think it was episode 14 um we literally talked about abortion. You know, mm-hmm. like we talked we like we've talked about some really hard uh the pride episode was hard. Like a lot of these hard conversations for us. The two things we always want to be are compassionate and gracious. Mm-hmm. Uh even if we make jokes about You know, your church's pastor holding up their wallet, stupid shit, or you know, we we do joke and and condemn a little bit in what we do, but we want to be compassionate and gracious.
0: Well, and I think uh just because we point out something doesn't mean that we hate it. Yeah, that's right. We we or that we're better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um I think we we learned early on, like there will be other podcasts if you guys want some church appreciation. We feel like we're called to the tension, yeah. So that's right. we're gonna go there. Yeah, that's right. Um, I think we wanted to start a conversation today um, around our families mm-hmm. because we can talk about several layers of anti-racism, of allyship, of yep. deconstruction,
1: yep.
0: and oftentimes your family plays a, a role in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we wanted to we're gonna be transparent this episode because there are people that that need that from us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I feel like always when we when we have a, a topic like this, our guts feel weird, because yeah. we know we're going to head into a space that will maybe cause tension. Yeah, but that's often the places where people need need your voice.
1: Well, and I guess I also just want to say that, like, we can have conversations about race, and the LGBTQ community. And, I don't know any other social justice conversation. And I'm going to be honest with you for the most part for Brandon and I, those things are comfortable because our belief is not changing the way we believe about those communities and the way we believe in those conversations is defiant. It's authentic and it's very passionate. Mm -hmm. Um, But, but the hard part about conversations like this is we're vulnerable. Mm-hmm. We don't, we don't have a defiant or, or, um, like a, a very hard pressed thought. We're, we're very open. We're very unsure. Mm-hmm. And we're just kind of navigating. We're, we're in the trenches right now. Yeah. So it's different than being like, if you're not an ally, like then you're not like that. Okay. That's right. Easy that's to not, say. Our, that's not our podcast. Exactly. Yeah. This is, this is different and it's hard. We've changed even the dynamic of how close we're sitting. Um, because this conversation is just intimate and and hard. Mm-hmm. And so I guess I just want you to know that, like, especially because we know, we both know that there will be family members on both sides that will listen to this and they're already expecting hate mm-hmm. and they're already expecting us to be shitty yes. and they're already watching and they can't wait to rage about what we've said about them. Like yeah. we already know that's coming, but we're not doing this for them. We're doing this for people that need to know. That like you're not alone in the battles with your own family and that we're in the trenches of some of those battles right now. Um, And so I hope that that does justice a little bit to this conversation. I think so. So I guess my first question is um, my family, I want to just say really quick because I'm not going to be sharing as much in this conversation because I do not come from a Christian family. So my background is not, I was not raised in the church. I don't have church drama. I don't have brokenness from deconstruction. I don't have any of that. But this podcast episode is really about how your families are impacted by your deconstruction. Mm-hmm. And so I have a question I'm going to ask Brandon and and, and he's just going to, you know, kind of, kind of really share it with you guys here, but I want to know, um, and a lot of you have asked the same question of us,
0: mm-hmm.
1: how did you express or share your deconstruction with your family? what did your deconstruction process look like and what does it look like now as you've navigated it with your own family?
0: My family, um, grew up very, very churched, um, not as churched as most because divorce instantly makes it complicated. Mm -hmm. You, um, because when you look at families that are divorced and families that aren't, and they're both churched, it's different. Mm Like, um, but there is definitely a desire to appear churched that is in oh, my uh, image that is in the image of of my upbringing. Yeah. Um, to there, there is an underlying like this is what good ethics is, and if I'm honest, it also is aligned with conservatism. Mm. Did I say that right?
1: We'll roll with it. You guys know. Makes sense.
0: You guys, sense. Tr- I trust you guys we will hear it. me. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: But. Why I say that is I didn't, I don't think I, when I deconstructed, I went along with my family. I think I, I must've been afraid and and probably still to a degree to give them the full of my, of my belief and my thought. Mm-hmm. So I, I generally reveal it over time in little ways.
1: Like your views on certain mm-hmm. topics you're talking about. Okay. Yep.
0: Yeah. Because it's scary. You don't want to scare anybody off, but I would, mm-hmm. I would. I would wrestle with these things in private, mm-hmm. and uh, and deal with certain pieces as as it comes. I think what what it started it. I wouldn't say my deconstruction started until my uh, anti racism uh, started, mm. uh,
1: and those things started to inter intertwine.
0: Right. Mm. So if I if I can still use the same word deconstruction, I deconstructed what whiteness meant. And the responsibility yeah. I had in in my community. Yeah. And when I when I bothered family, that's when I started to be like, wait a minute.
1: Like you're standing up for yep. social you're standing up for anti racism right. bothered your family, you're yep.
0: saying.
1: Things you posted or what?
0: Yeah, I posted on my story uh a snippet of one of the speeches at uh Flint's George Floyd rally. Um and I went with my sister. Okay. Uh Shelby. Yes okay, and um and I got a text from my grandma on my maternal side, and mm-hmm. she was way disappointed in wow. me and just uh
1: and uh, she's very Christian,
0: very Christian so
1: that she okay, that makes sense yeah
0: my my maternal side is more Christian than my paternal side because my grandma and grandpa uh faith was was is very important to them. Mm-hmm. My grandpa passed. My grandma's still living. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a weird time because she, I, she was so bothered and upset about me, like going to, like mourn with those who mourn. Like that was so and that bothered was so to, to me. you. To me, it was right. biblical, or
1: to anyone, it like biblical. But
0: I, to me, it felt like even in my like. I still thought I was conservative leaning moderate maybe right then. Uh, But then I was, so I was like, well, I just want to go hear, hear what they have to say. Like, it's worth it for me to hear the voices of people that um, are struggling with this. Mm -hmm. I need to hear black voices say what bothers them because Mm -hmm. I'm not getting it like at the same level. Yeah. I'm starting to get it. I felt my stomach churning with that kind of, with that incident, but.
1: And that was like godliness. That was like Holy spirit yeah. working in you yeah. to, to mourn. Yeah. But
0: when I'm seeing people I follow, whether they were an actor, athlete or author.
1: Yeah.
0: Three A's. There you go. That's, that. the That's the preacher in me. The episode. Um,
1: three main points.
0: But I would see these voices on social media and I would see how they were mourning and not just mourning. They were pissed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm mad, but I'm still comfortable. And I need to know why they, I need yeah, to hear right, those right, voices. Right. So I went to my hometown's mm-hmm. uh,
1: rally, rally yeah, yeah.
0: and I thought it was valuable to hear those voices, but it's it was wild how that wasn't valuable to where like, I'm pretty sure I, I heard statements from my grandma and my aunt that lives with my grandma about like a, you're dead to me. Like I'm disappointed in you wow. for going to that. And wow. like, yeah. I've never yelled, fought with a relative, but on that, but I had a phone call like a day later with my aunt and I, we did yell at each other. Like, yeah. and so that's when I started. So I revealed like, because I felt the boldness to post on social media with that, that was a problem. Um, I know it was, it was a problem to my mom. I don't remember how I know that, um, but,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but we would start to have like, once I started to have these views and I would make them publicly on like my social media,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I would start hearing things and conversations differently. And I don't know yeah. if that was my ears opening up and my eyes opening up, but I, or if it was, if, if it was like my mom wanted to ex or if she was trying to like drop something mm-hmm. to teach me something that she knew that I didn't be. So there was times where my mom would say on the phone, like, you know, that conservative flag isn't there's nothing racist about it. And I was like, wait.
1: Confederate flag.
0: Oh. Right. Did you I said say conservative? conservative. Yeah.
1: Well, That's synonymous. Kind of weird. Yeah, but... it's a little bit. I, I want to laugh, but this is but, a very serious I one. know. <laughs> but she
0: said that. But, wow, and yeah. we I remember us having a conversation over yeah. that. And that was a really rough conversation. And we started yeah. that was a that year of twenty twenty, my mom and I had had rough conversations around race. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, but we have since had better conversations. I was just going to say, say yeah,
1: I was just going to say without, without saying anything that's too much. Mm-hmm. I feel like in our, in our closeness, I have heard of the openness of your mother yep. and, and the bonding that you have had in some yep. of these. Mo- so I don't want a, a bad picture to be painted it, yep. but it, but that's what caused your, de- that's what started a deconstruction is these yep. rough these rough waters in these conversations that should be easy because when you, I want to just say, when you mentioned these views, because a few times in this conversation, Brandon has said, as I've had these views, I've been afraid, or I've been, I've had hard conversations. You would think that these views he's referring to are like witchcraft. He's talking about views like anti-racism. He's talking about views like allyship or, or openness to the LGBTQ community right. and listening and asking questions and seeking. Right. When he's talking about these views, I just want you to know this is not like he started putting crystals under his pillow. And if that's you, let me know if those work because I've been having some bad <laughs> luck. But you know what I mean? Like, we're not talking about outlandish, crazy. And I just yeah. think it's important for people to know that. Like. Right. So anyways. Okay. So that's where it started. Where is it now?
0: Yeah. Um, now, now it's a bit rocky. We, we definitely... I don't know if it's like, I don't know if it's me that thinks there are the reason why relationships aren't good always have a political underlying mm-hmm. when I think I'm the the black sheep or I'm the like, I'm the problem. I'm the outspoken one. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm the outspoken liberal of the family. Like, right. so,
1: right. <laughs> so
0: I don't know if it's me put, that's the story I'm telling myself mm-hmm. is that well, they don't like me because I'm that, or if that's true, I really wrestle with that,
1: but those are what they're that's what they're often saying, though,
0: uh, yes, or they're saying it's not because of that. like, and so I guess I'll get specific yeah. because it when I'm vague, it, it does gets muddy it, it, it gets muddy because there are there obviously there are different family members in these stories, but mm-hmm. I'll say, Shelby and I are really. Are really good
1: mm-hmm.
0: um we we have in the past not seen eye to eye on things but um i think uh i think she we both come to conversations with humility and we mm-hmm. talk openly about our our views and stuff and i think um we we trust that each other will bring humility mm-hmm. um i think i still struggle with uh when my mom and i have conversations that i just have to take what, what she says. And she's not going to fully listen to, to, mm-hmm. to the view I have, or the opinion I have, um, or the facts that are out there. <laughs> like,
1: well, and that might be a more respect thing too. Like you respect your mother to not constantly have to debate the things that, you yeah. know, she's not going to necessarily move where you wish she would.
0: Well, and I, know? and I worry, I, I'll be honest. I worry about like being, And if in yeah. my mom carries things, um, and they can really give her anxiety, yeah. yeah. And so, um, healthy or not, I really struggle with it. If I open up too much, right. will it
1: exactly? Yeah,
0: will it cause more damage to where my mom? I, I want my mom to function more than
1: yeah,
0: yeah, more than have to deal with all my all my. I want to have the tough conversations, right? Exactly. So, yeah, um, I'm willing. I'm willing to to tread lightly. To tread lightly. Honestly. Um, Mm -hmm. but, uh, where things are at now is tough because we've been through a hard year. So, um, we mentioned earlier in the podcast that there was this, there was this investigation where Chelsea and I were voices that, uh, that spoke out against a pastor.
1: Well, and let me just quickly say before Brandon takes too much accountability in that, Um, I, I was getting a lot of phone calls from my church leadership about this pastor who was saying things about me. And so I, and, and how liberal I was in my social media and, and I decided to then turn it around on that pastor and say, well, I think that that pastor is out of line. And, and what happened out of that was it opened up multiple voices who agreed that they thought that pastor was out of line. I believe the count was up to, at one point, almost 14 or so different voices that agreed that this pastor was out of line. Out of those 14 voices, I was one of those voices. And actually, my voice was kind of small in the testimony that I even gave. Out of those 14 or or so voices, Brandon was one of them as well. Also a very small part of these stories. So and I just don't want to that. I think what we should to also say that. too.
0: Is that. The, we didn't investigate. Nope. The district no. that credentials. Yep. this us, us. and that and minister. And that minister. Yep. Decided to investigate. Yep. So
1: they met with us.
0: They asked. Yeah, yep. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. And I never. I never. And this might be the first time we're publicly saying this. Mm-hmm. I never. Ever. Asked Brandon to speak on this issue. Nope. And I never ever told them to ask Brandon to speak on this issue, but they knew in, in the line of this minister's work that Brandon had at one point.
0: Served, worked worked with. And because I was removed, they felt me a safe enough person to ask why. Yes.
1: Yes. So you were no longer under the leadership. Yes. Yes. Right.
0: So I told my why. Right. Yep. And that was, that was it. Yep. 30 minutes. Yep. And, um, so, where it gets really muddy, and I promise this will connect to my family, mm-hmm. but where it gets really muddy is, uh, they the that district did decide to investigate that minister. Mm-hmm. They did believe there was claim off of these fourteen, fifteen stories to. Uh, I I do believe the stories were reduced down to like eleven, but yeah, I can't, they that's I, said roughly I know, and I just yeah. want to be clear. Yeah, me too. Like, yeah. um. They believed it worth to, to let that family know that, well, let that minister know, not Mm -hmm. really the family, uh, that, that -hmm. they were going to, uh, seek investigation off of, off of these collective, uh, I wouldn't say charges, but concepts that out of all these testimonies, they found these two issues that they were going to investigate. I should say that's a better way to say it. Yeah. Why that becomes an issue is one of my family members my sister ashley still attends that church and Mm -hmm. and works for that church Mm -hmm. um shelby and i have had to leave that church when we did work for them when they first started uh cody cody was never really involved with that church um Mm -hmm. but he's but yeah and why it becomes an issue is my family became kind of ingrained with this issue um Because of our closeness with this family
1: and the district having, because this family, this minister had every right, every right to know who gave testimony of of hardship or struggle. So I want to put that out there. So because he had every right to know those names, guess whose names appeared on that list? Yep,
0: It was mine. And. And so what happened from that day uh, is my sister Ashley ghosted, um ghosted me and my other two siblings, um, and blocked us on social media and told us we can't see our three our three nieces and nephew. And um we haven't heard from our brother in law. Um and honest and it's been a really sore issue in our family Mm -hmm. because when that minister found out
1: that you had a party, i
0: don't i don't know how Mm -hmm. but my sister found out
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and uh she has she has never told us why she has ghosted us and that was last october Mm -hmm. um my My wedding was last August where she, she stood up in our wedding. Mm -hmm. Her kids were able to be a part of it, uh, months earlier, we, we had made really good strides in our personal relationship where her and I had conversations around how do we move forward? What would be the ideal? Because we had political tensions Mm -hmm. and we had conversations around how do we move forward and we, we envisioned together what. Siblingship would look like Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and what what we would want that to be and I expressed how I'd love for her to have a relationship with like Jackie I'd love love to be able to have relationships with her and Mm -hmm. and and we don't and if and if talking about politics and talking about church related stuff becomes an issue for us then we don't go there yeah yeah and that was our agreement. Yeah. And she said before or
1: after your wedding. Before. Okay.
0: And then I felt it. A I felt it. Like you know what I didn't see this before, but I'd love to have Ashley on my side. It, it mm-hmm. it's too late to figure it out any other way. But like if you could add her to like my side, and we did, and it was beautiful. Yeah. I mm-hmm. really loved. I really loved our day together, mm-hmm. and. <clears throat> And you know, and the, and it's just since then, uh, because she found out about me sharing about a story of of my somebody that I, honestly I think only me and that minister have a have a authentic true opinion about how we interacted with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ashley at the time didn't attend that church at all. didn't didn't interact with Was them. Was the at story
1: all. you shared the testimony you gave? And, and you're out of the church. You have nothing. To yeah. Do. Was it? Was it true? Yeah. Did it paint him in a bad light? What what kind of, what do you think? I,
0: I would say it paints him a, in a complicated light. Okay. I, I think there are some parts that are like, uh, yeah, that's that's a little rough. Mm. But um, I don't think it was anything like, I, I wouldn't say it villain. Enough to
1: cut your family off is what no, I'm asking. Okay.
0: No, definitely not. And I think. What's wild, Chelsea, is mm. you know the, there's two sides to every story. Always.
1: That's why I kind of asked that question.
0: It what feels like it feels like what Ashley did was said, nah, bitch, it's three. You know what I mean? Like, yeah.
1: no, yeah.
0: Like it's just me and that minister. Mm-hmm. But what's wild is it feels like for four years where where Ashley was not involved with that situation at all, mm-hmm. she now becomes like an expert on what happened. Informs an opinion without ever talking to, to me, all because of who she currently works have for. Have you guys ever talked and, about and the situation at belief. all? No.
1: What do you believe is the reason that you can't that you're ghosted that you have no relief? Really, like
0: I believe because she has found a place of worship that aligns closely with her conservative beliefs, which she would call biblical beliefs. Mm-hmm. I believe that it works for her and her family. Um and I think, I think because of that, she's willing to align with that, than align with uh, the outspoken liberal brother or her sister or or her other brother. Um, and Cody is gay for the record, and I think that, I don't, it feels weird to drop that like that, but I want to say it well, because he was on the
1: podcast before saying that he was, yeah, yeah, brother, yeah. So That's <laughs> we're not outing him before he's outing. <laughs> I know, but yeah. I
0: want to say that we still don't know why it's us three, us three. I mean, there was,
1: well, and I've I had
0: one phone call with Ashley around Christmas time last year mm-hmm. where I was wanting to get gifts for uh, my nieces and nephew. And,
1: and we'll leave their name off she, of
0: She took my call on that. And she, she had just said, like, she needed to just get space in general. But I, I don't believe that to be true.
1: Have you tried to see your nieces and nephew? Yeah. And yeah. Wh- are you?
0: So I have tried. I've asked. I've frustratingly texted Ashley and asked, like, it, are there ways, are there ways we can mend this before the next holiday? Like, are are we going to do this for mom? I know, I know it stresses my mom out. My mom mm-hmm. would love to have a Thanksgiving with all of us. Like, mm-hmm. but honestly, I don't, as far as what Cody Shelby and I feel, it'll, it'll be years before we are given the opportunity to, to speak our side of the story or to even know if this is the story that it's relevant to Mm -hmm. i have reasons why i believe it is um because it's related
1: to the minister situation okay
0: um because you you know know. not everything stays a secret when she seems to be telling people why 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 it is what it is but she hasn't directly told me Mm -hmm. and she hasn't allowed me time to like have that story um but i'd love to have that conversation but yeah. we're not getting it. And I, I, I'm thankful for those of you that let me go into this. And if it feels a little bit like therapy, it might be a little bit, but mm-hmm. I, I I, want to share what I'm going through mm-hmm. because, um, because when you deconstruct in this way, it does create these tensions with your family. Mm-hmm. And I know there's some of you that will have family members that don't speak to you. And I want to, I want you to hear me say that I'm there too.
1: I think that, um, you know, I can hear the voices of the people that will have this episode in their hands already, um, making comments about me crying, you know, cause they've blocked me too in this journey. Somehow I really got lumped into a lot of this when yeah. really my part in this story was much smaller than it's been painted. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that's been really hard. Is that I've been really painted as this villain. Um, and I'm, I've owned it. I don't think I've really spoke out. And been like I didn't say all that. But somehow. I've and it really, really feels witch
0: hunt like. Oh, because yeah, for people sure. will not give me the responsibility where it lands.
1: Yeah. And but, instead
0: I'm just being.
1: Which I'll take that. I would deceptive.
0: rather take that for you. I know. I'm just being deceived, deceived by by my witchcraftery
1: <laughs> Yeah, friend. But what has got me so emotional. Um, listening to Brandon is because I have had the privilege and the honor of knowing and, and hugging at some points and and loving his nieces and nephew and not so much the youngest two, as much as the oldest one of the three. Um, and so I had the, I had the blessing of watching when I was a younger minister, um, I I remember dreaming that my brothers would love my kids someday. The way that I got to watch Brandon pour into and love these kids. And in this last year, maybe even longer, I have been on the receiving end of countless phone calls where Brandon's deconstruction and this part of his story where we get to come on this podcast and laugh with you and um chase this dream and where this part of this exciting section of his life has has had this horrible result of of this cutoff of these kids that he has loved more than anything in the world. And so it's it's it is and I and I can't help but put myself and in these stories where I think of my own daughter. And, and my own daughter asks about his uncle Brandon, his aunt Jackie, ridiculous amounts of time. We, we actually just last week talked about her birthday party, which isn't even until December. Okay. But if you have a kid, you get it. If you don't, I'm telling you, okay. They talk about it forever. And one of the first things she asked me was, can we invite uncle Brandon and aunt Jackie? And I can't imagine thinking to myself or saying to her, no, because of something between him and I, yeah. Unfortunately, no matter how this podcast goes or how our relationship goes, unless Brandon murders somebody or does something <laughs> so heinous, no matter how much I dislike him if that ever happens, which I pray to God it doesn't, unfortunately, I will be stuck forever because my daughter's investment in his and who he <laughs> is, I'm I'm fucked. There's nothing that I can do about the love that they have. I will ne- I will never ever be able to have him out of my life or Jackie, no matter what happens between the adult relationship of of all of us, which I think will never be anything. So to think that this is happening with his own blood is it's just, it's, 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 and, and I'm not trying to paint Ashley as a villain either. I don't, I don't, I'm just trying to paint this story of how gut wrenching and broken this really is. And so, uh, we are sorry if this felt like therapy, yeah. but at the same time, I think you're owed, you're owed the brokenness. Like you're, you're cause I know some of you have told us these same stories. Yeah. You've trusted us with that part of your testimony and we've never went here.
0: Yeah. I, I believe in and love my nieces and nephews so much. And if you and guys, your sister and my sister, yeah. And this, I really do think, we were getting to places where like we were going to be able to be good Mm -hmm. no matter the political difference Mm -hmm. no matter the uh the difference in biblical understanding theology um i thought we were and uh but i don't i don't know what switched i know i've heard because she's told people Mm -hmm. that she is concerned that i would that i would teach her children differently And it's so hard to have that put on me because I don't think you'd ever
1: have those conversations. Because
0: I'd much rather talk about Marvel superheroes and, like, don't get me wrong, you guys get the part of me that really likes to talk about theology and justice.
1: But Rory's never had that part.
0: But tell me, do you overhear (laughs) me talking with Rory about, uh, I mean, never about. (laughs) Political it's beliefs. annoying
1: how much you try to talk about Star Wars, which I really don't. I wish you would talk more about <laughs> Harry Potter with her, but either way,
0: I could work that.
1: But it's true, you know what I mean. It's the truth. It's, it's and that's hard. But again, so that's it's hearsay. really hard
0: to be for that to be put on you. Yeah, when you don't have when you know you you know Ashley doesn't have any
1: yeah
0: uh any evidence of you doing and what you would she never scared do that. Of. Yeah, you would yeah. never do that. Yeah, I. Yeah. I know some people are going to be like, why does he have to use names? Yep. And if I could take a second and just say to you that just think about it and think if you had two sisters, if you just said my sister, if you have three siblings and and you mm-hmm. just said my sibling, and think for a second that the other two don't deserve it. So Shelby doesn't deserve me to use sibling as a term vaguely. Mm-hmm. My mom doesn't deserve it if I talk about these stories with Ashley and I say a family member. If you're Ashley and you're listening and you're upset, I just have to say like everybody else in our family doesn't deserve it because because you wish I wouldn't tell these stories. Mm-hmm. And if you're mad that it's a public podcast, Ashley, it, I have given you time and time in text after call mm-hmm. where I've asked for you to listen or for us to talk. I've I've asked. I've asked. And if you're upset about that, I can't help that anymore. If you are receiving some of the pain that I have felt over this past year, I'm still able to talk if you would like to respond to my text as of this last week. Mm-hmm. And if you are one of my nieces or nephews listening to this, I hope you know how much I love you and I believe in you. And I miss you a ton.
1: That'll be the TikTok clip we use because you just never know. You just never know who's scrolling.
0: You don't. And, <laughs> and I know that this is weird if you're a regular audience, but I hope you see it. I, I know some of you are broken and you're like, I just wish my voice was, my voice was listened to like a podcast. And I, and I hope you get to a, to a platform someday where, and I'm not saying that because we're big <laughs> Leave deal. us a
1: voicemail. We'll play it for you.
0: <laughs> Leave us a voicemail. We'll play it for, for your nieces and nephews or your siblings that are ghosting you for real.
1: <laughs> yeah. Seriously. We'll do a whole episode. That's a whole we'll ass segment. will be our whole, um, what's it called? What's the Patreon? We'll do a whole Patreon of that for you.
0: <laughs> but for those of you that feel the way I do, you know exactly why I had to say that. Yep. And um, and again, I just love you three. And someday I, I hope things will be different, but uh, I believe someday you'll know why I can't, um, why being authentic to who you are costs you. And I believe you will. Um, mm-hmm. If I have to deal with, <laughs> if I have to deal with, this character that Ashley holds, you will too. And I hope, Mm -hmm. I hope, you know, my number has not changed and you'll all know exactly how to find me Mm -hmm. and I'll be answering whenever.
1: And I think I just want to say to everyone that's traveled this journey with us on this episode, I know it's been long. And if you're still here, we're so thankful. Um, And if you're still here, I just want to say to you that the whole point of this episode was for you to find Um, relationship with us that maybe you didn't know was there in a similarity that you didn't know was there. Um, Not only in this broken story, right. But in this situation where our, our deconstruction and staying true to who you are, like Brandon just said, does cost you something. And it has costed me a career. Um, It has costed Brandon family. Um, And it will always cost us Uh, The perks that we once held of being, being people that everybody loved and always, always speaking, you know, what was, what was easy to understand and never towing that, that line of, of, um, are they liberal or are they concerned, like always staying in the middle when we decided to speak out. And when we decided to speak for what we believe are the people that Jesus has asked us to talk about are the people that Jesus has asked us to stand for with compassion and grace it will always cost you something. And I'm praying in the depths of my soul that for most of you, it's costed little. Unfortunately for us, it's costed a lot. And, and I hope that this conversation has just given you companionship and friendship. And maybe it's pushed you to call and leave a voicemail to reach Mm -hmm. out with a story. Maybe you're ready to share now. Uh, Maybe you're on social media now standing up where you wouldn't stand up before. Like, the whole point of this podcast is to go with you in those stories. Um, and, and it, unfortunately it just felt like we couldn't go one more episode without going with you. Yeah. And that's just part of this.
0: I would be fine family uh, where you can. And, uh, and for some people, I know it, it will never be the same when, when it's blood, but, uh, but give it a shot. <laughs> it's um, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be for, for people to be family. so. Yeah. We love you.
1: And when you don't have anyone else, you always have us. Yeah. So we love you guys. Thanks for being a part of this family. Bye. Hey, fam. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Religious Dropouts podcast. We hope it gave you a space to breathe, to laugh, and connect. It's our hope that as you journey along with us, that you too might find yourself saying, damn, it feels good to be a dropout. Be sure to check out our show notes for links to anything mentioned in this episode, including ways to connect with us on social media. We'd also love for you to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with anyone you know who might want to join our community. You are loved. Have a great week.